would you help me welcome Pastor T to the stage as he brings the word to us. Tell me, what can I do? I can't live without, I can't live. Oh, tell what can I do? I can't live without you, I can't live without you, Lord. of you that we live and move and have our being. Great God Almighty, King of glory, you are the reason that we exist and that we are here. We give you praise and glory and honor on this day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for every moment that we have of life and every breath that we breathe. We breathe it in honor of you, of your glory and your majesty. We breathe it in celebration of your mercy that you pour out to us new and fresh every day and your grace that extends beyond our sin for where sin abound, grace. Uh, did that much more abound and we're grateful for this grace in which we now stand because of Jesus the author and finisher of our faith we're grateful and we're thankful if we had 10,000 tongues we couldn't thank you enough tell us what could we do we're nothing without you don't want to be without you. It's in your matchless name, Jesus, and in your authority we pray. Amen. You're probably getting used to me just getting caught up by the time I... It takes me a while to to come out of this worship state. In fact, I never really want to come out of it. Uh, and by the time I enter the stage, I'm, I'm trying to transition and shift because I, I have something I need to do here. I need to share God's word. But let me tell you, it is for, for a, firm, a former worship leader, it, it's tough. How many of you know what I'm talking about to make that transition out of worship in that way? Yeah, thank you. That it, is a, it is a wonderful thing to be in the presence of an almighty God, isn't it not? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning. It, is this on? Good, oh, good morning. Oh, maybe you're still in that transitionary state. I get it. Yep, yep. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Um, um, I want to start off by sharing something with you. Um, my daughter... Uh, Jasmine, many of you have heard me mention this before. She, she does these Monday motivational messages. And I know how Mondays can be, particularly after 
uh, a wonderful and exciting weekend of homecoming and powder puff. I still don't know who won, but powder puff um, um, and, and all the excitement that's going on that you gave all your energy to. Monday morning comes and it may come too soon, yes? Monday morning comes too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so sometimes we need a little motivation. Uh, let's, let, uh, let's see if Jasmine, my daughter Jasmine, can motivate us. Here's her Monday morning motiva- motivational messages. It's a tongue twister, isn't it? Good morning and happy Monday. Don't be afraid to start over. This time, you aren't starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. Reset, review, and restart. You may have been given that mountain to believe for yourself and show others it can be moved. Take the risk this week. You got this. That's from Jasmine. Well, today, this month starts our new theme that has been mentioned. Silence and solitude actually is part of it. And I want to spend our first few minutes here just talking about that and kind of laying a little of the foundation uh, for this. And we're coming from the idea of the benefits of silence, the benefits of silence and solitude. Hopefully, this graphic kind of says it for you. Do you get it out of the graphic? Yeah, that little silence, your notification kind of thing. Uh, Silence. Uh, We've heard of many axioms as it relates to silence. Silence is golden, right? You've heard of that before. Uh, Sometimes silence is power, right? Because sometimes it's not in what we say, it's what we don't say. Uh, Dr. Ikuguanu and the worship band can appreciate this one. Sometimes when we're playing music, less is more. There's that silence, that pause can speak volumes uh, with us. And I want to just spend a few moments just talking about the benefits of silence and solitude. And we're just going to go through some scripture here, take a look at Jesus and how he, because he is our greatest influencer, how he utilizes this and how he encourages us uh, in the moments of our lives to come and join him in this silence and solitude. Are you ready? Okay. All right. All right. We'll get there. Here's the first one. Silence helps to avoid sin. Proverbs 10, 19. When there are many words, wrongdoing is unavoidable. But one who restrains his lips is wise. How many of you know of someone who just really, they're energetic, they have the gift of gab, but they just talk too much? Look straight at me so that the neighbor next to you won't, won't get accused. They just, just talk a little too much. They're just talking and talking and talking. Sometimes it's just talking and talking and talking, and it just kind of gets to us a little bit. Anyone? Okay. All right. It is Monday morning for, for many of you. Yeah, there are those who, thank you, thank you. There are those who, because sometimes we can overtalk and we can talk about things in ways that lead us into offending someone. Or insulting someone, particularly in the, in the sensitive culture that we're in today, uh, as we talk about this division everywhere in politics, division in culture, and yeah, division even in the church. 
Uh, we can say and do things uh, that might offend someone unaware. Many of us are not intending to do that. We're not intending to be offensive or insulting, but because we don't have the wisdom sometimes just to say nothing or to be quiet, because there's richness in being silent, particularly in the moment when you don't know what to say. Sometimes the best thing to do is to be Silence can help to avoid sin because sometimes we can run our mouths so much to we sin with running. We say things because we're thinking certain things, and sometimes we say out loud what we're thinking. Ah, there we got a lot of head nods on that one. And thinking, and then we ultimately we can fall into sin, but silence can help to prevent us from getting there. Here's another. Silence helps to gain respect. It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. Out of Proverbs 11 and 12, the New Living Translation. Uh, not, to, not to talk about our neighbor in ways that don't lift them up especially when they're not in the company of that conversation. Who is your neighbor? It's not a rhetorical question. I'm actually looking for a response. Who is your neighbor? Everyone. That person sitting next to you is your neighbor. Uh, that person that is your roommate, of course, is your live-in neighbor. The person in the room next door, across the hall, or upstairs, the one that's making a lot of noise when you're trying to get your sleep. That's your neighbor. Uh, and it is best uh, not to talk about your neighbor in ways that don't lift and edify them up, especially in the person when that person is not in the conversation. Because you risk making not just your neighbor look bad with that person, but you risk making yourselves look bad to that person. But in order to gain respect, a sensible person keeps quiet or only saying things that edify and lift up one another. Now, that's easy to do when it's easy to do. But when you're a little irritated or frustrated, it becomes tougher to stay silent or to say something encouragement or say something neutral. Uh, maybe your mom and dad shared with you just like mama and daddy king shared with me. Son, if you can't say anything good about somebody, then just say it at all. Yeah, you did get that teaching. Here's the next one. Silence helps to make one wise. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent. <laughs> And discerning if they hold their tongues. I heard this. It says, don't argue with the fool because someone walking by won't know the difference. Some of you will get that over lunch. The, the idea is that if you're tussling and arguing with the fool and someone's, and you're both loud and obnoxious or irritating and that's demonstrated, then that's not a wise thing to do. But someone coming by won't look at the one person, they'll look at both of you. Ah, 
Yeah, and it's best, again, let's, let's be wise about it, and if silence is what is going to help us to be wise, notice what it's saying, it says, even fools are thought wise. So someone who is foolish in their living, in their words, in their character and behavior, even they can be considered wise just because they're silent. Well, what about those who are called of God, who can call upon our great God to ask him for wisdom, who gives it to us liberally? Then we ought to be able to exercise silence in ways that we can express the wisdom of God in us and among other people. Yes? Let's go on. Let's talk about Jesus here for a moment. And Jesus in solitude. So Jesus is going out healing all manner of sickness and disease as is his way and his custom because he loves people. And as he was doing this, news began to spread. But the news about him was spreading even further and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus himself would often slip away into the wilderness to pray. Our Lord and our Savior, 100% divine and 100% human, he himself would often slip away to the wilderness in solitude to pray. I've heard from several students, as has been mentioned, you enter into week six, week four and five. I would ask students, how are you? Oh, I'm overwhelmed with classes. I'm overwhelmed with work. I'm overwhelmed with all of these things coming up against me. So much to do. I just talked to one of our formation interns, and he's busy. He's working. He's traveling. He's studying. He's doing all of this work. He is very busy. Can anyone identify with that? Okay. Yeah, here we go. Well, if our Lord and Savior Jesus often had to slip away to the wilderness so that he can be in solitude, then how about us? I was raised in part of my Christian journey. Uh, I was baptized as a seven-day Adventist. If you know anything about Advents, uh, then Saturday is the Sabbath day, and they seek from a legal perspective, law perspective, to uh, keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So you couldn't work, you couldn't cook, you couldn't do, watch movies, you couldn't do a lot of things. And the idea behind it is so that you would be able to have rest and solitude, not only from the week that just passed, but to prepare you and energize you through being with the Lord uh, to, to go on with the week that was coming. Uh, we, we know that, of course, Sabbath is for man, not man for the Sabbath. But, but the idea of Sabbath is still, it still works, and I believe God still intends that for us. I realize personally that I've moved quite a bit away from that. I don't keep a Sabbath rest like I need to, and I feel it. I'm sure that you do as well as I've heard from students. Perhaps it is not a matter of being busy. It's a lack of taking moments of solitude. 
And, and if we're busy, a wonderful bishop shared this with me before. He says, uh, yeah, I'm busy. I'm very busy. We're all busy doing a lot of things. But where's the fruit? Where's the fruit of the busyness that we're doing? We can do a lot of good things, but not all good things are God things. And we can be busy and fill our glasses of work and wealth with a lot of small stones and fill it up to the point where there's no room for the large stones when we should put the large stones in our lives first. Being with God's silence, solitude, praying, all this reading his word, those are the large stones of life that we should put in because when we do that, then we find balance. We find balance through that sense of silence and solitude. solitude. Jesus did it. We should too. Here's another instance with Jesus out of Mark 1.35. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Notice when Jesus goes out to a solitary place, what he's going out to do. To pray. We talked about this on Friday. He's going out to pray. In other words, he's going out to have a conversation with his heavenly father from day to day about what it is that he is to do. To help him. To help him make sure that he is following on the path that he's been purposed to fulfill. We should take solitude like our Lord and Savior, our greatest influencer, to follow on a path, to be with our Father so that we know what our next step should be. After all, he tells us this, doesn't he? I know the plans I have for you. They're to prosper you, to give you a hope in the future, not to harm you, but to bring you to an expected end. Spending time in solitude with our God, our Father. Notice I'm distinguishing the two. God who can do everything but our Father who cares about us deeply. And solitude helps to balance life. Solitude with the Father helps to balance life. So if we're busy... Let's slip into these moments of solitude. Yeah, but I got so much to do, so many things I promised my friends. Yep, tell them, just like they have committed to put the Father first, and then you can spend time with them. It's best to spend time with the Father for people than to spend time first with people before you get to the Father. Seek the solitude of Jesus. Jesus says, in all the busyness of your life and all the things that go on, when you get worn and you get wearied and classes are just piling upon top of classes, um, by this time, if you're a freshen, freshman, you probably have learned the difference between homework and studying. Let the church say amen. Homework and studying, and now you know it's a real thing. You just can't be passive about it. You have to be intentional about it. And then when you're working and all of these things are piling up, and then maybe you've got friends and things that you want to spend time with, uh, maybe some that you may not want to spend time with. 
This is another moment to look straight at me. Neighbor next to you won't know. Jesus says this, come to me privately to a solitude place. And he says to his disciples, and let us rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. The disciples were so busy, they were so busy that they didn't have time to eat. That happens, uh, particularly as, a, as an administrator here. We go through our days, and I only have about, uh, I estimate about, I only have control of 20% of my calendar. 80% of my calendar is controlled by the university and by students and others. I'm happy to do that, but I only have control of about 20% of it. So that can easily make me very busy. Uh, when I come uh, to work in the mornings, I've got this list of things that I'd like to do. If I get to one of them, that's a good day. It's not that I'm not being productive, but I'm, what I'm saying is all of the other things kind of enter in that become a priority. Now, there are some things that I just have to get done, right? Uh, but other things are just kind of entering into the picture. I can start off with two meetings at the beginning of the day, and by the end of the day, I've had five to six. Busyness, and sometimes I'm so busy till I forget to eat. That's me. So I have to be intentional. We have to be intentional to take time out to be in solitude with the Lord. There are some times when I just go to my office, I shut the door. Dr. Iguaguano, I get out my acoustic bass, and I just start worshiping the Lord to spend, even if it's five minutes, I get to do that. That centers me. It doesn't take a long time. It just takes the moment we need to be refreshed in a time of solitude. Seek the solitude of Jesus Christ. And then here it is. Seek solitude in Jesus Christ. He says this to us, an invitation that is an open invitation. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Notice the emphasis. I will give you rest, Jesus says. When you and I come to him in silence and solitude, he gives us the assurance that he will give us rest. Not only that, he says, when you get this rest and when you're with me, you will learn from me. This is what the song was sharing earlier and what the worship leader was sharing with us to come and be shaped into his image and his likeness. We will learn from him. And then he says, listen, I am gentle and lowly at heart. You will find rest. Not only will I give you rest, you will find rest. Find what? What do you mean? You just said you'll give us rest and then you said you'll find rest. Yeah, I'm going to give you rest, but you will find rest in the mess of your life. All the things that entangle you and enwrap you, that keep you busy, that keep you burdened, I, you will learn from me how to get rest in the mess. Oh, that is good. I felt that one myself. 
My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says the yoke of oxen is a yoke put on oxen and two are walking together. And he says, listen, uh, just like two oxen work, walk together and make the work easy because they're yoked up together, if you yoke up with me, he says this, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Coming into a place of silence and solitude in Jesus will find that his yoke and the work that he's given us, the education that we're pursuing, all of the things that we're doing in our lives, he says, I'll make that easy for you. Just yoke up with me. My burden is light. Notice he's saying, I'm not going to take it all off of you because I'm teaching you and training you and developing you and shaping you and forming you into my likeness. So you have to bear some of this work. I'm not gonna take it all from you because if I do, you'll come out undeveloped. And I want you to be developed and mature. So I'm gonna give you some of this work. You'll be yoked up with me though. He calls us to a place of solitude and to silence. Let's pray. Father, in the busyness of our time and of our lives, we do realize that we can't live without you. We can get overwhelmed, Lord, with life and life's work. As students, get overwhelmed with our studies. Help us to see study as an opportunity to worship you so we can be yoked up with you. Then you make the burden light because your yoke is easy. Help us in our day-to-day -day activities, whether work, study, class, interaction, engagement, not to forget or be remiss in being with you in silence and in solitude because there we find we can be refreshed, rejuvenated, to be encouraged, and as Jasmine said, to take the mountain and speak to it that it would be removed and cast into the sea. We desire to be all that you have called for us to be and we can't do it without you. But we give you praise that we never have to. It's in Jesus' name and authority that we pray. Amen. By the way, who won? <laughs> Both teams are a winner. Listen, you're dismissed. The Lord bless you. May the rest of your day be the best of your day.